Welcome to Sport Analysis Network Studio, and this is Sport Analysis Network Niger Football. And on this show, we discuss Nigerian football. Coming up on this episode, we shall be taking a look back at the game that went down yesterday night between Eva and Orlando Pirates. We shall also be taking a look at the just concluded Nigerian Women Football League. Also, coming up on this episode is the a preview of the second stanza of Nigerian professional football league. And lastly, the discussion, we shall also be having a discussion on the future of Guinness Raw with Super Eagles. My name is Abhamid Abdekarim. You can also call me football jurist. I am I am not working alone on the show. I have I have with me Abiola Ibrahim, aka Liberty. Liberty is good to have you on the show and you're just making your debut. It's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be on the show today and it's good to be making my debut on the Sun Niger football. I hope to have more episodes with you on this wonderful podcast. All right, we shall be starting from the game that went down yesterday night between Aimba and Orlando Pirates, where Aimba of Aba booked their place in the quarterfinal, in the quarterfinal of the CAF Competition Cup after beating Orlando Pirates of South Africa by a goal to nil at the Aimba International Stadium in Haba. The long goal was called by Siri Olisema, and the win shot them to the next round of the Confederation of the Confederation Cup and also to the top of Group A. Why Pirates finished second as runners up in that group for those that missed the action here is an highlight of the action that went down yesterday night. from Mr. Helder Martinez Rodriguez of Angola and Orlando Pirates. Bully again. Oh, this is a direct shot from Bully. Okram again, crossing. Nice cross. This was dangerous. Although, all you need is just one goal, by the way. Bossa for a chance. And a long shot. Leah here to cross. To cross. A dangerous one! Oh! The game between Bangazi and Steve is also running in additional time! Here we go! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is it! This is the scenario! Finally! Six minutes of pressure!
at Liberty, you could hear the delight of the Imba fans yesterday night. But you, you will agree with me that that was not only a victory for the people of Abba, but also the a victory for Nigerian football. Yeah, the victory for Imba last night was a victory for the whole of Nigeria. In Nigeria, it is called Nigeria, our own, because this is our own victory. This is our worthy representative at the CAF competitions. They've been flying the Nigerian flag in the continental level for a while now, and they are our own. Nigeria get down. So that we, the win yesterday was a win for Nigerian football. Yeah. But not 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 only was it, I mean, only, but also the opponent, I mean, the opponent, the opponent also is makes what makes the victory more delightful. I mean, Orlando Pirates is his, Orlando Pirates is a team from South Africa, and you know this rivalry between Nigeria and South Africa. That was us restating the fact that we are always the boss, and it was good to see South Africa chop early yesterday. Yes, it was a very good one for us to soil South Africa on our own soil. It shows that we are still giants of Africa. And mm-hmm. we've been able to show over the years that in football, Nigeria is getting better than South Africa. Although we've had our worst moment too, but yes, we now we get down. <laughs> All right. But, but the most important thing here is now, is here now is we, I mean, Iba have got to make this count. I mean, it has been the last time a team from Nigeria won uh, a cup from the uh, international trophy was far back as 2004, and that was Iba. I mean, Iba themselves, they've got to make these scans. Not only, yes, they booked the place in the quarterfinal, but from now also, they've also made, they also have, they also have, they, they have, they have to eye the trophy. Yes, if there's any team that will be able to hide a trophy in Granada level at this level from Nigeria, it has to be Iba. Although they've been having a very a good, not a very good season, but like for the first half of the season in the MPFL, they've had a good season. They are just four points. They are just six points away from the top and they are four games at hand. So it shows that they've been able to manage their continental engagements and their domestic engagements perfectly. So right now, all they have to do is focus more and try to get the parts that they've not been getting right in the group stage. So the quarterfinal, semifinal, and final are just stages that they've, they've been there before. And we know they will be able to do it. Although the last time they were there was over 16 years ago. But we know that with pressure and the right performance, they will be able to get there. All right. That's coming. Yes, I mean, it, I mean, it's a round of applause. <laughs> All right. Liberty, I mean, let's go to the just concluded Nigerian Women Football League Super Six, where Rivers Angels emerged as winners after they drowned Sunshine Queens by four goals to nil. I mean, Rivers Angels will now be the first Nigerian representative in the maiden edition of the CAF Women Champions League. Uh, first of all, I mean, what is your overall assessment of that tournament? Yeah, the Nigerian Women Football League Super Six was a very wonderful competition. Although at the beginning there were doubts as to the organization, but we were, we were able to show 
that the Nigerian women football is worthy of sponsorship in Nigeria. So we will need to do more for the Nigerian women football because we're able to see that at the Deepo Dino Stadium, we're able to watch good football. Although Rivers Angels dominated the competition to an extent, but it shows that Nigerian women football is able to produce something tangible. And over the years, they've been the ones that have been flying the Nigerian flag well at the UN AFCON. They've won the competition for a record nine, nine times. And the competition also showed that... You mean the league? You mean the league? I mean, you mean the league. I mean, you yeah, said the... I'm talking about. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm talking about the Nigerian Women Football League and yeah. the players from the Nigerian Women Football players. Because the Nigerian Women Football League produces the players for the Nigerian Women Football. Okay. Yeah, and we've been able to see that the Nigerian Women Football League. Is getting more serious than it used to be, and now, now that we have a calf women champions league, the, the league is getting more, more tough, so we'll be able to have all the representative at the continental level. I mean, if I mean, if I mean, like with the players they've got in their ranks, I mean, we you know they have, I mean, again, again, who was the uh, top scorer in that competition, we've got uh, Vivian, Kujuko, and the likes. I'm not forgetting that they have. An experienced coach, uh, experienced coach in Edwin, Edwin Okun, who was once a coach of the Super Eagles, of the Super Falcons, and we shouldn't forget that he won uh, the African Cup of Nations with Super Falcons. And do they have what it takes to make Nigerian proud? Yeah, talking about reverse energy at the moment, we've not been able to see all other teams play to an extent. But based on their performance at the Super Six, they were able to score 13 goals and they considered just one goal in five matches. So it shows that this team is very focused and they know what they are doing. They won three matches and drew just two. And in the competition, they had the Igor score five goals in five games. So at the moment, they are good to go. All they need to do is prepare more and try to consider the fact that they will, they will be playing on Nigerian soil, soil, but they will be playing away from home. So they should be able to manage playing away from home. That's just the major issue for Rivers Angels. But so far, they are good to go. They are only an of Nigeria because they have an experienced coach and they have a very good squad. They have the like of Ogene Brume, Ikekuna, Vivian Ikechuku, Alice Ogebe, Marianne Ezena. So they have very good players who will be able to do Nigeria proud at the CAF Women Champions League. Yeah, I mean, doing Nigeria proud is one thing we have to point out here because we've seen uh, the play, we've seen the teams from Nigerian professional football. I mean, the main uh, the main league struggling in the continent, and this being the maiden edition of the CAF Women's Champions League, and uh, we know the uh, the status of of the of the of Nigerian uh, of the of the Nigerian women. I mean, Nigerian women football in the continent. I mean, we know nobody comes close to the Super Falcons when when it comes to Nigerian football. So Rivers Angel being the representative, being a representative, one of the two representatives from Nigeria must make us proud. Nigeria, we have two representatives at the CAF Women's Champions League. And but Liberty, we haven't heard any news in that regard. I mean, we haven't heard any news as to which team will be, I mean, which team will second Rivers Angel in representing Nigeria at the continent. Yeah, I think the major issue at the moment is the fact that CAF itself has not released the modalities 
for getting the second team. Although they promised us a second ticket since we were the last winners of the AFCON, AFCON women AFCON. So we are still waiting on them. Delta Queens came second and Robo Queens came third. So without any issue, we should be able to have our second ticket. But let's just wait on CAF to give us the modalities on how to register the second team. Rivers Angels are already registered. acknowledged them as So we are waiting for the modalities for the extra slots. Because it is considered to be an extra slot. It's not an automatic slot for Nigeria. So we have to wait for the modalities on that. Yeah, that's very, I mean, yes, that's very wonderful analysis from you. I, but at Liberty, yeah, I heard a little bit of rumor, but not, not, I, I don't think it has, nobody confirmed it. And that, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, we saw the players from uh, Robo, I think, I think, I think Robo, I think from Robo, uh, beating the referee. Uh, did you hear anything of such? And uh, is there any truth in that? Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard some rumors from persons who claim to be at the match venue, but there has been no official statement from the league management committee yet, and there is really no news about it at the moment. Although there, we don't have much of news from the Nigerian Women Football League Super Six, but if something like this actually occurred, it is worthy of making the rounds. Although we are yet to confirm it, but there is a possibility that this has happened because having more than two persons claiming that such happened and they are not exactly wanted to rebook queens, it shows that maybe there was something close to that. Maybe they didn't be the referee. Maybe there was just a rank up between them and the referee. But we are yet to confirm that because there is instructions yet from the league management committee. All right, let's move. All right, let's talk about the Nigerian Professional Football League, which um, with the, sec- uh, the second stanza starts on the 9th of May. I mean, let's talk about how the title race which is getting interesting. We have Pura United leading the pack at the moment, it takes six points after 19 games. Same with Canopilas, but the Harmony Boys are superior, based on goal difference. We also have Aqua United, who aren't far behind. Give them Chingon Martin, you see third, you see third with 34 points. While Enugu Rangers completed the top four with 30 points, but having played a game less. I mean, we should not forget the fact also that Eimba are not also fine behind. They are fit with 30 points, but they have four astounding games, and you can't pull them out of retaining the league. But let's start from Kwara United. I mean, Liberty, Kwara United have been a team that has surprised everyone. I mean, so far, you see them sustaining the momentum and winning their first ever league title. Yeah, prior to entered this season, they've been able to show us that if you know, you know, last season they had issues of having getting a slot from Delta Force and the fact that the league had already started before they got into the league. So, so they, 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 they had an excuse like in the night. Yes, so so they had an they had an excuse last season that they did not start the league. And uh, right now they started the league from season one. We saw that they've been able to recruit good players, they've been able to bring in Delia <laughs> Yenuba. And they were able to bring in Afis Nasiru. Dilayu that they brought in has been able to keep nine clean sheets in the league this season. So it shows that this season they mean business. But this is just halfway through the league. We can't give it to them at the moment. Let's just hope that they'll be able to come, they will be able to maintain the momentum and they'll be able to do enough to get the league title. But they've been outstanding this season. They've had 12 away wins this season. That's a very laudable fit. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Ow! That is fantastic. 
I mean, but then you have a feeling that this coordinated, I mean, side has got no experience. And like I said, they've never won the league. You feel, I mean, as I'm in this circumstance, uh, that might be the that factor that drew them from getting the early grade. Right now, the only thing that can make them, that can stop them from getting the league is them in themselves. If they are unable to maintain the momentum or if they allow this first, this half-season lead gets into them. You just have to play the season like you're starting a game from the beginning and make sure that they go out for a win in every match. They've been able to do that in all matches. They've not always had to say enough to show that they are worthy, they are worthy winners in matches. So the fact that there is no experience in the league is just something for the stats. Now, one day, so something they start. So, I, 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 I know the first time for everything. Uh, wait, till, uh, wait, till, wait till you go talk. Wait till you go talk. You know where you are coming from. You know, you know, you know where the bias is coming from. It's okay. It's allowed. It's allowed. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Cano Pillars. I mean, Cano Pillars haven't won the league in seven years. And uh, they've just recruited Ahmed Musa on the very funny deal, as far as I'm concerned. But, I mean, what's your take about Cano Pillars? And do you think Ahmed Musa can also? Help the same Megida, uh, the, uh, sorry, the same Megida boys to win their first league title in seven years. Yeah, Kano Pillars recruiting Ahmed Musa was a very surprise move for everyone this season. But let's not forget that Ahmed Musa was the players was the last player to score in goals in the season for Kano Pillars. So getting him back in the team means that. Is a threat, but there is a news that he won't be able to play in matches. And in Nigerian professional football league, if we, we have just 19 games to go in the second half of the season, yes, so if you don't play in matches, what, what is the assurance that the home matches you'll be able to play 90 minutes and you'll be able to give your all? Let's not forget that in Nigerian football league, the physique and the fitness is always very important. Yes, I mean, talking about, I mean, talking about you. Playing home and away games, and we shouldn't forget the fact that gone were the days when you just have to win all your home matches to win the league. You've got to also take some points away from home. But um, I made not playing for away from home. That's a huge blow for Canopia for Canopillas. But you also have, a, but you know that all they have, we've got other good players in their ranks. We've got the rights of Rabi Ali and the legs. So I think with that also, and we shouldn't forget the fact that they didn't play with Ahmed Musa in the first stanza. So I think with that fact also. And it's, it's, that, with that fact, they are good to go. Yeah, the, fa- the fact that they have Ahmed Musa is a plus to the team. So, but we shouldn't bank on the fact that Ahmed Musa will bring them the league. There's no, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying Ahmed Musa will bring them the league. And that was why I said that. And you know, you like to establish the fact that you will not be taking, you will not be partaking away matches. But as, and I said, they didn't, they, they made do with Ahmed Musa in the first stanza. So in this circumstance, I'm not I mean, Musa not being not playing in a way game should not be that factor that would lead them for winning the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be a factor that would lead them for winning the title because they are already tied on points with Quarantel on top of the log. They just need goals to top the league. So this second, this second half of the season, all they have to do is make sure that away from home, they are able to play, go out and play for three points, and at home. Having the captain of the goes in your team is a factor for any team that comes to you at home in the professional football. 
let's be factual. Because playing against Rabi Alina and Mamusa in the same team is like playing against all the experience in the general professional football league. <laughs> so their own matches would be very interesting for them. So they just need to do more in the matches and they are good to go. I mean, let's all, let's okay. That's that on Kanopila. Let's talk about the chances of uh, Aqua United uh, who are being managed by uh Pobasi and also you know going just with Stalis Yusuf. I mean, going to the second stanza. I mean, what are the chances of these two teams? So for Aqua United, they are also very good. They were also a very good team in Postasa. They had 11 away wins. That's the second most away wins in the first stanza of the Nigerian Professional Football League for this season. And wow. they also have the longest unbeaten on the which is nine, nine games on beating. Wow. Wow. So, they are also in front of Yeah, It shows that they mean business this season. It shows that they mean business this season. Their keeper, Adewale Adeyinga, has also had nine clean sheets this season. He's tied on clean sheets with the Delia Yenuba. So, it shows that the team is not only waiting behind to just secure the calf tickets, but they are also going for the league. They are just two points away from the top. So it shows that this is professional football league this season is not being as usual. You have to make sure you win your matches both home and away, or at least get points from them to be able to win the league this season. And they have all it takes to go out and win the league. Although I'm not with them to win the league this season. <laughs> I'm worried about the Enugu Rangers, not as an experienced coach like Stalik Yusuf. You can't throw them out also. And not of, I'm not forgetting that they won the league and um, some seasons back. Enugu uh, Rangers were also bright at the beginning of the season. But the issue of having an experienced coach in National Football League is very important. And they have Stalik Yusuf. So it shows that they have a plus. But the fact that they won the league before, is no fit in the general professional football league. Because but can't. No experience can't. Yeah, experience counts, but the experience that counts is the experience of knowing professional football league and playing away from home. When, once you know how to play... Because you and weekends. So once you're able to manage your team, the physique, the fitness and the fatigue, you are good to go. All right. And lastly, let's talk about Iba. I mean, Iba sit fifth on the law with 30 points, but they have four outstanding games. You can't show them how they've got, they've got the quality. But then my word for them is that with their involvement, with their deep involvement, sorry, with their deep involvement now in, at the continent, you might you think that might be a factor that will affect them in the long run. Iba playing in the continent might not really affect them because you know when they have games in the continent and they have games in domestic league domestic league games is usually postponed to allow them enough time to prepare for the continental games so it shows that the national football league is giving concession to AIMBA United to ensure that the junior Nigeria proud at the continental level they have four games at hand and they are just six points off the top it shows that they are not only doing well in the, in the continental level but they are also going out for business at the domestic level They've had eight unbeaten matches this season. That, that's, that's like second unbeaten run, second most unbeaten run in the Nigerian professional football league for the season. So they also mean business this season. And Inbak have what it takes to go out for the league this season. Four, four games at hand with six points off the top is a very good one for the first half of the season. All right. 
I mean, let's look at the outer. I mean, let's look at the outsider is too. The outsider is too. I mean, you know, our, we just narrowed our discussion to what transpired in the first stanza. But you know, second, I mean, it is a marathon, and during the second stanza, we know some teams that might just spring up. I mean, they might just. I mean, I mean, they got their. I mean, their. I mean, their form might just rise like dollars. <laughs> yeah, the Nigerian, Nigerian league is a very funny one where any team can just play and before you know, they are able to get enough points. We've seen the fact that Katina United, although they are 18 on the log, they've recruited 12 new players. They've recruited players from Atlanta, from Lubistars, from the likes. From, and so it shows that they are also trying to do something this season. Although but, but we not, not have the league. league. But they are also trying to show, yeah, not not winning the league. But they are also trying to show that they are trying to regain form and ensure that they are able to get something in the second stanza. And we've seen the fact that that Dakada FC, although they are eight on the log, but they've had more points from losing positions this season. This is twelve points, so it shows that Dakada FCs have in have good game management. When it comes to from losing, losing losing positions to winning matches, do you call that? Do you call that? Do you call that, that game management? I mean, coming from behind to win games. I mean, that's not being proactive. They are being reactive. I mean, you've got to take games by. Yeah, I mean, you've got to take games by. I mean, by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, but there there are times when you would be very proactive. But you won't be able to get any to show for it until you consider the goal of or two. The fact that they've they have been able to come up from losing positions it shows that while they are losing, they have not given up, and it is not over until it's over for Dakada FC. Although I w- I wouldn't call that a very good start for them, but the second half of the season they can also pull a surprise because they are also a very good team and they're an excellent side in the Nigerian league. All right. I mean, let's say, what, what about Rivers United? You can't, I mean, Rivers United also might, okay, let's say, maybe because of the participation in the continent that affected, I mean, uh, their, their focus, I mean, they lost focus, but now that they're out of the continent and the players have had some waves of rest, you know, they'll be revitalized for the circumstances and you, and you should put them in the contention, isn't it? Yes, for Rivers United. The first half of the season, there was an excuse of the fact that they had to play continental games and also play in the domestic league. But and they are not really an experienced certain when it comes to managing both continental and domestic league. But now that they are playing only the MPFL, we'll be able to see something good from them. Let's not forget the fact that they are they are able to show bright stats at the beginning of the season. So it shows that if they're able to regain the form they had at the beginning of the season, they would be able to do something better. This is I mean, so and what's your prediction? Who wins the league? For me, the league, Kora United or Canopilas? Kora uh, United, Kora United TV supporter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move. All right, let's talk about the Super Eagles. I mean, the, I mean, it's no news that Super Eagles have qualified for the 2022 African Cup of Nations. And that means we have now qualified for two consecutive AFCON, having missed out in three of the last five. 
and no other person have been in charge of that fit other than Kenneth Raw. But yes, some fans and pundits alike are not satisfied of them being in charge of the Super Eagles. They feel he should be doing more with the talent we've got in that the squad, in the team. Yeah, liberty, I mean, is the German being over side? The thing, the fact is that before before the game against Benin Republic, let's not forget that Nigeria went four games without a win. And having the, the kind of talent we have in Nigeria, look at, let's even look at our players, they are playing abroad. The likes of Drew Aribo, Kelechi Yenacho, Victor Osimen, Paul Unuachu. Like, we Nigeria have enough talents to do better when it comes to the super use. But the thing is, the attention generated does not just keep ticking. For Jenatrol, I wouldn't say he's not been doing enough. But what I would say is the fact that Nigeria can do more. Nigeria, we've got enough talent in Nigeria. We've got enough talent in all positions. So we'll be able to see that he has been trying his best to invite our best of players, but we should not always invite new players all the time. Inviting players all the time would only bring uncertainty to the team. But then, when you keep, when you keep getting players turning up, I mean, new players imagine week in week out. I mean, you, and you can't just put them. I mean, you can't just um, close the door on them. I mean, you saw now we like we have less of Telemorphy uh, doing well for Lorraine in the hall. I mean. We've got um, Simon Wako in the uh, in the in the Syria. These are the players that are in very old form. And when you see players like this, you cannot. I mean, like I said, you cannot neglect this. You cannot neglect this, and you got to invite them at one point in time. And this man has said that coming. I mean, I, I mean after after we secured the. I mean, our place in next in Afcon in, in our next year's Afcon. He said he will no longer invite new players ahead. Of the World Cup qualifiers. Yes, the fact that the fact that you have to invite raw talent and new emerging talent is a very good one. But this, there are times when you will need consistency. You see, when a particular group of players plays together over time, there is a level of understanding and game management between the players. Let's take for example now the attack. You know, there are times when there were times when we had Udo Nigalo. Now that Udo Nigalo is gone. Like we, now we have Moses Simon, we have Ahmed Musa, we have Victor Usimen, we have Paul Unuachu. Like we have enough players in the attack. The thing is, let's be sure of our attackers. The, when, when a player is able to see that he's fighting for a shirt, he will perform better. So we are not saying that he should give any of the player a confirmed, like confirmed shirt in the team. But what we need is certainty at some level. Because when you're when you are uncertain about the team you will be playing with, then you have issues on getting the tactics to play the match. If you invent new players for this match, invent players for this match. So how do you confirm the tactics for your team, and how do you build your team philosophy? All right. Before we proceed, I mean, we raised. I mean, we also asked some fans this same question on the draw and survival, and they have this to say. My name is Usman Gugar Tengaji, Super Eagle coach doing a great job changing the team from kick and polo to modern football. They discover more 
Selling text list and also here done the team one of the best team in Africa. So fact he is doing what you don't want to be at Liverpool. Hi, my name is Elisha Emenike, aka the Prophet. I think um, the net raw only have a shot at redemption on this forthcoming National Cup. If at AFCON we couldn't get us the cup because we have the talent, we have what it takes to win that forthcoming AFCON. If we couldn't get us that cup, I think we should call it a foot. Uh, we have the generational squad. We have the hottest strikers around the world. If you couldn't get us that, it's no good for us. I think there's nothing more than the National Cup. Well, my name is Amakalu. Um, going to the fact that uh, when Grant Raw took over the Super Eagles of Nigeria, I don't think the Super Eagles have uh, improved from where they were before, where Sunday Olisa left it. In fact, I don't see a very positive playing pattern from the Super Eagles. Uh, going to the fact that uh, the Super Eagles have more talent that, than when Sunday Olisa was coach. You know, there's abundance of talent, many options, but the coach is. I say is uh, tactically blunt, so I think he should go. Uh, I don't see any anything any any promise at all. I don't see anything promising promising in this team. Thank you. All right. I mean, in reply to I mean, we've heard what the fans some of the fans say, and in reply to the prosecution council, <laughs> so we've got we've got to need. I mean, take note all the feats we've achieved on that game's draw. I mean, in 18 qualifying games on that game's draw, Nigeria have recorded 17 wins and a loss. And that was against South Africa when we had a key number of players out due to injury. Nigeria have produced the qualifying top scorer in the qualifying series or in two consecutive occasions. First, it was Odio um, Nigalo uh, before the 2019 African Cup of Nations and now Vitor Shime. We shouldn't forget the fact that we are also we've also been the second highest scoring side for the last two editions of the qualifying series, all being evidence of the attacking prowess of the team. And because all this argument of not maximizing the I mean the potential we have in the attack, I think this starts with that. Well, network don't network don't shank me, but so as I was saying, I mean, look at the stats I just read out. I think we should also we should also give him some accolade. He has done well. I know that. I mean, yes, like if, uh, one of the arguments against him has been that he's one of the longest serving coach without. I mean, one of the longest serving coach in uh, in Nigerian history, and is doubt is without a major accomplishment, and saying West of had won silver, bronze, and gold medals at this same stage. And we also had Kelshi winning the African Cup of Nations less than two years after his appointment. But when you keep comparing your ex-girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend to your current girlfriend, you've got to have problems. You've got to appreciate 
you've got to appreciate the quality in your current girlfriend and forget about your ex. I mean, if your ex were that, I mean, were that, I mean, were, were that important to you, I wouldn't have let them go in the first place. So what I'm saying is that we should, we should also give the neutral, the accolade he deserves. And we also had I, I an mean, argument that the, the last day management citing the Sierra Leone Debaku uh, as, as an example. It happens everywhere. We, I mean, we, even the, big, the biggest coaches in the world, they lose big, I mean, they, they, look, they, they, I mean, they lose leads and it's not the end of the world and things like this happens in a while because we haven't seen it very much often other getting control or uh, us losing games. Although I'm not saying it's perfect because, yeah, I'm not saying it's perfect because he still has some, uh, I mean, some of his games, some of some, some, some things to improve upon, just like uh, the critics have said, um, with his substitutions. I mean, his substitutions can be poor at times. But overall, I think Genestro has done well for Super Eagles. And, and also, I think I learned with the prosecution saying that if it doesn't get us the African Cup of Nations in 2022, I think it should go. Well, this is where we shall be putting pay, photos, which, this is where we shall be putting full stop to this show. Special thanks to uh, Liberty and also the fans, all the fans that contributed to the success of this show. The next episode of this podcast drops next week, Thursday. And don't forget, that the next episode of Sound Football, where we discuss European football, drops on Saturday. Join us on Twitter. The Twitter handle is Tweet at Sound. Tweet at Sound in capital letters. On Facebook, Port Analysis Network. And on Instagram, Port Analysis Network. Au revoir. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Sure.